did you hear J.K. Rowling is releasing four new stories from the Wizarding World? Oh, yeah? One of them is called um, something to do with uh, magical creatures. Um, and I bet you anything that the Gothic ruins are in there in a backstory of how they came to be. Huh. Oh, it makes sense. Welcome to the Park Stop Podcast, episode 11. Today we're going to talk about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge first impressions. But also we'll be getting to many of your listener questions that we put out there. Lots and lots. Um, and we're recording this on June 2nd, so Galaxy's Edge just opened. So we'll have more coverage and uh, talk about a lot more stuff in the coming weeks and months. But we just wanted to kind of talk about the opening day and how well it's gone or our thoughts on other people's thoughts because we didn't get to go. <laughs> no, Disney doesn't send us places. <laughs> yeah. Um, or even an invite to places. Oops. And also, by the time this gets released, there will probably be more news for the Hagrid coaster. So we will do another episode when uh, when and if there are some uh, maybe some soft openings, team member previews, things of that nature. Should be good. We we had a little break. Yeah, I'm still in vacation mode. I was uh, I went I went on vacation all the way to the exotic locale of Walt Disney World for a week. So- 20 minutes away from your house, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah, I went to the gym today and now I can barely walk. Other than that, I'm all, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Well, I went to Disney World so I could barely walk either. Oh, yeah. Yep, I remember that. Mm-hmm. The heat index of 105, so I nearly died. <laughs> I would die. You'd be scraping me off the Walt Disney road, streets, walkways, asphalt, whatever, <laughs> depending um, on where you're at. And before we get to Star Wars, uh, I did want to mention uh, a little housekeeping, as the kids call it for podcasts, um, that I wanted to do a shout out for um, the ET scent candles and other things. Uh, I mentioned this on Twitter before. The website is etscent.com slash parkstop. Uh, you'll get 15% off your order. And what's great is these candles, room sprays, uh, soap is what they started with and fragrance oils were like the closest thing you could get to the actual like Q uh, forest smell of ET adventure. But he recently made a minor improvement. So like it was 90% there and now it is a hundred percent there. So I wanted That's to mention awesome. it. Um, he added like a fog scent to it. So it's not just like the, the um, swampy uh pine forest scent but because of this fog scent it actually smells like the whole ride now to me so i might have to get one now um and the candle was like the weakest before but i think actually now the candle's the best i like candles they have a room spray fragrance oil in case you have a burner and uh soap in case you want to wash your hands and smell et every time (laughs) which sounds weird but it's actually nice it's a little nostalgia every time you use it but no i think the candle is awesome so et scent dot com slash park stop make sure you wash your hands and shove it in a friend's face to remind them of et <laughs> hey what does it smell like to you <laughs> hey that don't don't put your finger in front oh it's like i'm transported <laughs> back to universal studios oh boy to the green planet <laughs> cool to dickly ouch anyway <laughs> uh that's it for housekeeping so, Star Wars yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Burr, burr, burr. Well, most of it. <laughs> Half of it. <laughs> Half the ride's opened. And 
probably half the entertainment and half the restaurant because the Ogus <laughs> Cantina is missing its table service. <sighs> Maybe one day. Yeah, everyone complained. Tell them you want a table service in there, so they build it. Um, although I, I did see the, the 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 occupancy maximum occupancy for Ogos was like two hundred and forty. Like there's a sign isn't in there. Like, isn't it really small in there though? I went to Sam's uh, Trader Sam's for like the first time, well, not for like, but like actually the first time uh, on my trip, and it's like forty uh, something, forty two. The maximum capacity yeah. inside that building. Oga's is yeah. 240 crammed in there. Oh my god. Get to know your neighbor, kids. Yeah. Well, DJ nah, Rex, I'm sure it's DJ Rex counts as one of those. <laughs> 239 and one DJ Rex. <clears throat> I've been trying not to watch too much. Uh, I watched some of video, but I don't turn the audio on because I don't want to hear his uh his whole DJ spiel and I don't want to hear the music too much. <laughs> Because that's like it's the one thing I, I watch all the POV videos for Millennium Falcon. I don't care, but but when it comes to DJ Rex, I want to be surprised what he's talking about. <laughs> well, we'll start with the the reservation thing. This is uh, definitely the opposite of what we saw with the Wizarding World opening. This is the like uh, Robert Niles of Theme Park Insider put it best when like. He said Disney wanted to outdo Hogsmeade. They they like the idea of look at how long this line is to get in. But at the same time, they don't really have the room at Disneyland for a long line. So mm-hmm. the reservation system, I think, was a good idea. But now we have the opposite happening where people are like, oh, the Millennium Falcon ride is a failure because it only has a 30 minute wait. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> the food lines were longer. Yeah, and that's because you know there's a there's four turntables with seven pods each on that thing, and there's huge capacity on this ride, and there's you know not a huge capacity at Oga's or Docking Bay Seven. Docking Bay Seven looks a lot smaller than I was thinking. Yeah, it's like a I quarter the size of um, Satuli Canteen. Yeah, I noticed that too. I expected that to be pretty big since they didn't have any other table service in the yeah. area. Yeah, that is a little weird. And, you know, there might be differences between Disneyland and Walt Disney World when they when they open it here, but probably not because we've seen aerials and it looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reservation system uh, seemed to have went well. The The line to even get your uh, wristband was only 10 to 30 minutes and then going and lining up and going right into the land. It, it seemed what's great, though, is that it scared away so many people from going to Disneyland that everything else mm-hmm. is a walk on. So you could enjoy the rest of the park when you're waiting for your reservation because no one wanted to deal with the crowds. So (laughs) it worked too well is what I'm saying. Eh, Well, too, too, too well in one case. But if you're just in there without going to Galaxy's Edge, walk on everything. That seems like a win to me. Yeah. Sounds like a good day. (laughs) And they brought back Soarin' Over California next door to like try to spread out the crowds. So good. And then everyone, yeah, on the like everyone went to Galaxy's Edge first day, and then second day it's like let's rewrite Soarin' over and over again in this nice empty park <laughs> with the better film. Yeah, uh, I missed that one. So it's funny though because as of now there are no reservations for Disney's Hollywood Studios. I guess their thinking is we have room for the line to form. Yeah, <laughs> it's only Florida. <laughs> the blessing it, it'll of probably space. be hundred. Yeah, it'll be 100 degrees outside even in winter. But hey, whatever, line up, kids. Well, it's like Labor Day weekend, isn't it? So Yeah. And they're and the rumors I'm hearing is they're going to let people line up two days in advance. 
which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So it's going to be like, what, before they were like Ticketmaster and stuff and everybody's sleeping outside to get tickets. Yeah, it's like a new iPhone out here. It's it's Black Friday. People are going to be sleeping in tents. It's like Phantom Menace when people really cared before they knew the prequels were going (laughs) to suck. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's rough. I don't know how they're going to manage that. Everyone just get in the tent. Have fun. Have fun. Well, I was planning on going. I mean, I think I still am planning on going the first day, but I'm thinking I'm going to get there like 5 a.m. maybe. Uh, I'm thinking like, when when do they open up the actual parking thing? But they're going to set aside a place for people to sleep. I might just go to document the the shanty towns that they'll be, sending, they'll be set up. <laughs> like, and how long have you been here? Three weeks. I need to be so bad. Oh, man, that's going to be rough. Two days of camping out just to get into a land. I'm, you know, I'm weird though. I'm like, Rise of, Rise of the Resistance is opening. I'll camp out. Uh, Millennium Falcon ride that I've already watched on YouTube a thousand times. Eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about that. Yeah, and I, I want to give a warning that I'm not. We're not trying to be negative. <laughs> no, actually, I, I. So let me put it this way: I am excited that the ride exists. And I am excited about even the way the queue looks. Looks oh, amazing. No, the queue like, is it looks super fun. Queue right there for sure. But <laughs> and again, let me just say this: I have not been on the ride for myself yet. But just judging purely on the videos and some of the things I've read, I am kind of so-so on this ride. I will say personally, I am excited to go on it still, though. If you were to compare it to, out. if you were to compare it to Pandora and Flight <laughs> of Passage's Rise of the Resistance. This looks a lot better than Navi River Journey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so, still excited to go on it. As a supporting attraction, I, mean, I think it's more close. They're both e-tickets, so you have it has that going for it. So this is the stuff I picked up, and I don't know what you picked up on, but everyone that I read pretty much said that unless you're in the captain's chairs, you're pretty much going to miss a lot of the video because you're too busy waiting for buttons and switches and so on to light up. It's, so, it's funny because the pilot seats actually have autopilot. <clears throat> like there's yeah, that's an actual cheating. option to put on autopilot, but well, the harder ones, like the engineer and the uh, the gunners, don't have autopilot. So actually, I read somewhere that the uh, the gunner has an option to do manual. It's auto targeting. Auto targeting. Yeah. So instead of having to press low, medium, high shooting, you just press any button and it automatically targets. But you still have to press a button to yeah, I'm to doing fire. That. Um, I think the the cast members have been working hard to co- to come up with workarounds because if there's no one seated in the seat, uh, it automatically puts in an autopilot even for the gunner and the uh, engineer. So it, I think there's a way to pretend that there's no one in the seat and then buckle up after the thing initiates or something like that. So I'm oh, hearing man. I'm hearing rumors that they've already worked out because there's already been people like I don't want to press buttons, um, and it's like when I'm not in the pilot seat, so. Well, I also heard this. I I, I read I heard one person and I'm not going to put out any names. One of the reviewers was complaining because they were in a pilot seat and and everyone in the cockpit was excited and yelling at them. And then they got they failed. I think the thing I think they crashed. (laughs) And then some one of the cast members made a comment. I think you just get there slower. Well, you break the Falcon. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Anyway, I guess one of the cast members made a comment like a little snide comment. And this is my thought in it. Why are you going into a ride in a land that's supposed to be immersive where they told you that was going to happen and then complain about it? I don't know. I like I love <laughs> I I love Star I would, Tours 
if all of a sudden in the middle of Star Tour, C-3PO is like, get up here and fly. I'd be like, no, I'm enjoying the ride. What do you, what do you mean get up here and fly? This, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this, this is scary. I, if they, <laughs> they told you that the people around you were, were going to react to the way that you like. Oh, you mean like that? Oh, you mean like that? On the ride. They gave them crap. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just give it back or just don't go on the ride. I'm not going to not go on the ride. Is there a way you're not going to complain if somebody makes a little joke, like a little comment about how poorly you did? Yeah. That's my, it's part of the fun. I would blame the ride. I'd be like, it's not my fault. It's the ride system. (laughs) (laughs) I only had control of up and down. It was the left and right person. (laughs) I don't know what the, exactly. Of course, there's also uh, been a few reports of, uh, you get a kid up there, you get a couple of kids up there, mm. um, and all they're doing is wagging the joystick back and forth, back and forth, and the other kid's going up and down, up and down, and you can get motion <laughs> thickness because you're literally just rocking. It's like the body wars scene in the heart, just pumping blood for 40 <laughs> seconds, and they had to cut it out because you're rocking so much that people are getting nauseous. So because you're in control of the ride, you know, you, you can't really, sometimes you might have a perfect smooth flight. Sometimes you might have a, a rocky uh, back and forth teeter totter flight. So the only reports of nauseousness, nauseousness I've heard is because the, the people up front weren't really driving so much as they were enjoying playing with the joystick. Like, wee, <laughs> wee, wee, wee. So there's that to worry about too. Oh, can I be a grumpy old man at that point and yell at the kids? I'm sure there are a lot of people yelling at a lot of people on this ride. Uh, for reviews, like the younger the people are, the more positive the review seems to be. I think we're this ride is built for the next generation of kids who are used to yeah. everything being immersive, who are experts at every kind of video game intuitively. Um, this is like the most expensive Dave and Buster's arcade machine ever created. <laughs> um, and that could be a good thing. I can't wait to try it for myself. I mean, like I said, the reviews like a little and, but it's different to actually go on the ride. So. Yeah. And I think maybe people are expecting something that it's not. Yeah, of course. Uh, I do like that it's nighttime when it's actually nighttime outside. I think that's really cool. Like when <laughs> you, because cool. the, be- the beginning you take off and you fly in Batu, And if it's daytime outside, it's daytime there. And if it's nighttime, it looks nighttime, uh, which they're going to do with the Jurassic World ride at uh, Universal <clears throat> Hollywood. The Mosasaur tank will look like daytime yeah, or nighttime. I heard that and even rain possibly too. Oh, now that's cool. But I don't know. So we'll see. But I, I just heard that today too. Yeah. So I think we're it's kind of the future of of rides. I have heard some complaints that the graphics aren't as good because it's being rendered in real time. And yeah, I saw the graphics. They look like a video game, but I mean, that's fine with me. It's new tech and they have like state of the art stuff powering it. So. And I saw a leaked photo of the ride vehicle from underneath. It really looks like the same kind of gimbal as uh, Star Tours. Like it looks like a full range motion. So I'm actually impressed. Mm. It's a mini Star Tours that you get to fly yourself. And push buttons on. I'm going to do it as DJ Rex the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) It's my first time too. I've always wanted to do this. (laughs) Still getting used to my programming. (laughs) <laughs> yeah get the script ready sit in the pilot seat i think one of the weirdest things i saw was uh like the pre pre pre-show the first the last pre-show you see before you go in there is a tv screen and they had a live actor playing hondo and it yeah, was that's so awesome. weird. <laughs> it was weird i think it's cool <laughs> you think it's cool i don't know i think it's cool it felt like it is the, weird but i think it's cool 
felt like the Star Wars holiday special to me. There was something very off about it. <laughs> I don't know if it was the static camera or the actors being a little too piratey. I don't know. Hey, whatever. Because Pirate you, away, sir. When you're, you're a smuggler. When you're waiting outside, you have the animatronic and it's got fluid motion, but it's not super fast. And then you see the actor yeah. and he's moving too fast. And it's almost like uh, you should have copied the animatronic, but I'm sure they filmed it long before. So, yeah, I think I heard nice. I think I heard it yelling at the people too to come on down or telling you coaxing you to come on down at one point too. like he's like, come here, come here. So he is Something a like that. He is a, a carnival barker. I knew it. <laughs> yeah kind of like uh so on the screen the guy's yelling at you to come to the screen oh right, right. I, I only i only caught that on one video but so i might be mistaken but i thought i heard that well as long as he doesn't say you will uh fly it's all it's all good <laughs> we'll get you paired up with your falcon and you can uh fly all right so smugglers run i'm kind of meh right now but i want to wait till i do it myself and make my own mind up I think it is. It's amazing just to walk through the the queue and everything. Yeah, and the uh, I'm super the excited. chest room, as it were. I it's 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 good to know there's a single rider line because this is something I might do so many times. Try to sit in every seat. Try it with autopilot. See if I enjoy it more. Um, try to try <laughs> to crash so I can see the, the 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 hallway look different at the end with all the flashing lights and stuff. It's fun. <laughs> You hear that, kids? Alicia's going to try to cry. That'll be like the seventh time I ride. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. but it could so be somebody sorry. else's first time. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry to those people. I will pretend I'm doing a good job. This is as best as I could do. I'm still getting used to my programming. <laughs> Why are your eyes closed? <laughs> I'm scared. Don't you dare close your eyes. Okay, so, Savvy's. <laughs> Um, I have not seen a single piece of footage from the uh, lightsaber thing, and it's not necessarily because I'm saving it. Because like when I go, because I can't afford two hundred dollars, <laughs> I just haven't had time <laughs> to look at it yet. So, have you looked at anything yet? Uh, I only saw a couple like flashes of people build. It looks like they uh, after you build it, they turn them all on at the same time. So there's ah. like five or I think it's five or seven people around it, and then they turn them all on at the same time, and it's dark in there, and you everybody was lifting up their, their yeah. lightsabers. Every time I see a photo so. of that, I think it's a concept art, and then I zoom in, and I'm like, no, that's an actual photo. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. They do that. And then I watched somebody build a droid, too. Now, that looks fun. The, 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 the yeah, sushi conveyor really belt going by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you bring it over to a table, and they have like they have like hardware, like drills, like tools mm-hmm. hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, it looks really fun. It reminds me of Build-A-Bear, but like more grown up Build-A-Bear. <laughs> more grown up. <laughs> Here's my miniature droid. Hey, I said I didn't say it was fully grown up. It's more grown up. <laughs> Build-A-Bear has like the uh... fake brush and the little air thing and, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, that it. they both look kind of fun, though. I mean, I only saw a couple of glimpses of the lightsabers, but I did watch somebody build a droid. So it looks cool. Yeah, they... As much as I hate to say it, even for a hundred dollars, they actually look worth it. Yeah, it's hard to say that. Personality <laughs> chip. Yeah, and they interact with the land supposedly, but you can't take them out of their box or bag. Yeah, leave them in the bag so they can squawk at you. Okay, I did want to mention that when we've we've talked about it before. They sell the the clothes and the and the robes, but you can't wear them in the land. They sell the lightsabers, but you can't take them out in the land. And they sell the droids, but you can't take them out in the land. 
but in the droids <laughs> interact with the land, but you have to do it from the box <laughs> or by the backpack Shh. or whatever. Or your it is. backpack, yeah. yeah. As long as you can stick the head out, but you can't put it on the ground. And I understand that, you know, you don't want to put it on the ground. Someone's going to kick it. I mean, it hasn't been that busy with the reservations, but when this is fully open in a few weeks, it's going to be crazy. Um, and I can understand the lightsabers because, you know, like the Wild West, maybe there's just a random lightsaber fight might break out. You got to prevent that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a problem. Is that not a problem? Is that do people not randomly uh, battle in the streets? If you aren't watching where you're walking and you walk into a lightsaber and lose a limb. That's on you, in my opinion. So, you know. <laughs> oh, because it's, it's yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's sharp. It's a laser Shh, sharp. It's real. Um, it's real. <laughs> and, uh, but the the robes thing—that's the one that really. I mean, if the droids are like the 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 wands of the land, and they interact somehow, uh, for like the Wizarding World, you can do the wand all the different places. And the droids, you have to keep locked up. Okay, but you can still kind of use it. But the the robe, people are being told when they buy it, like you can't wear this in the land. You can't wear this in the park. Only um, yeah. fourteen and younger. That's different than I remember what we what we first heard. I heard uh, like way back, if I'm remembering right, that you couldn't dress up, but you could buy the clothes in the land and then wear those. Yeah. And then I was like, what happens? That's not happening. And I was like, what happens tomorrow when you come back? You can't rewear the clothes you bought in the land. So it looks like the costume rule for Disney parks is still in effect. If you're 14 or older, you can't wear a costume. And apparently a robe is a costume. Um but it's not necessarily just a Jedi robe. Everyone wears robes in the Star Wars universe. So it's just a fashion yeah. choice. You know, <laughs> I happen to I, like I, to wear a robe <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> this is what I normally wear. This, this is not a Star Wars robe. This is my clothing for the day. Yeah, it's, it might be summer. Or just a, but <laughs> I'm 14. I don't disregard the beard. People compare when when I compare it to Wizarding World, they're like, yeah, well, this is different. They don't want to confuse it with, you know, characters or whatever. It's like, I don't look like a character from Star Wars. I don't have a name tag on. The robes that they sell at the Wizarding World are exactly the same as the ones that the uh, team members can wear at Forbidden Journey. And no one confuses yep. the guests with the all the guests in the Wizarding World are wearing the robes. And no one confuses them for cast or team members by accident. So I don't think it's a or problem. more than robes. Or yeah, more than the robes. tie, the the scarf, the full outfit, yeah. In the middle of summer in Florida. But... <laughs> Disney's like, you cannot have fun. <laughs> we want your money. <laughs> we... we want you to take home the experience, but please do not experience it here. <laughs> <laughs> you built this amazing land. It looks so cool. Don't dress up like you belong here. Now, counter to that. When the Star Wars Hotel opens in a few years at Walt Disney World, you can buy wardrobe and dress up as characters from within the, the Star Wars universe, but don't wear it in the land. Don't wear it in the land. <laughs> I hope it changes by then. You walk around in the hotel dressed like that, I mean, and then when you go to leave, you got to change. Yeah, when you get into the shuttle back to Batu, like, are they going to stop you? Excuse me. We, we robes we hung up right there on the wall. <laughs> we are entering Batu, which is part of the Star Wars universe, but technically also a Disney park. We have rules against costumes, even the ones we just sold you when you entered the hotel. <laughs> The droids go over in overhead bins in the backpacks. Now, other people have been saying that 
they see they they're like, oh, I've seen everyone's wearing their robes um, around the land uh, the last couple of days, and everyone's got their lightsabers out, and they're taking pictures in front of the Millennium Falcon, and and no one's stopping them. And I was like, yeah, but when you buy them, they are warning you, and they try to do it in character. So they're like, uh, now we don't want the first orders to to know that you're a rebel, so be sure to keep your robe <laughs> hidden. I'm not kidding. That's uh, <laughs> that's actually what they're telling people. Like, hey, hey, do you don't want to get caught by the the first order? So, you know, put that put that away. Don't don't let them see your droid. Don't let them see your lightsaber. Don't let them see your your robes. Um, and yeah, they're not <laughs> stopping anyone. But it's like it's opening day, and they're at minimal capacity right now. There's not that many people here, so I think they're being a little lax with the the rules. But they're still telling you when you buy it that you're not supposed to. Well, I mean, if everybody just does it, what are they going to do? Throw them out? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> you did not get that idea from me. <clears throat> just saying. And I think a lot of it is people taking it out, putting it on, taking a lightsaber out just for a photo and then putting it back away. It's not like they're walking like around, um, you know. With the unbreakable plastic attached. Yeah. I hope you could still wear the hilt on your, like on the clip, because that's like the coolest thing. If you can't even do that, cool. if you can't even do that, then I'd be pretty upset. Yeah. Hopefully they don't take all the fun out of it. I mean, again, we haven't been there yet, so. And it's still just the first days. These are just our first reactions to other people's first reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Blue and green milk. Quote milk. Milk. What is it, rice and rice and what? Coconut. Juice. <laughs> rice, rice juice and coconut juice. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I, from what I've seen, the blue milk is getting a better reaction than the green milk, but it still does not seem that Disney has found their butterbeer, so to speak, that they so badly want. I thought LeFou's brew was a huge oh. success. <laughs> Liquid sugar. It's no, it's not. There's no sugar in it. It's sugar free. I know, but it's brew. that sweet. <laughs> oh, no, the topping is sweet. The, um, oh man. Passion fruit foam on sugar-free apple slush, which is what I think of when I think of Gaston's bar. <laughs> passion, fruit, passion fruit and apple. They try so hard. Uh, I like it's, Night Blossoms at Pandora, but it is very tart because it's made with Powerade, it's a, which is an unusual. Like They try to put Powerade in all the drinks in Pandora, and it's a weird... It's, it's tart. It's not very sweet. Um, and then this is also not very sweet, I don't think. It's another one where, uh, first of all, it's vegan, which is awesome for people who are looking for vegan options. But for the 98% rest of us, (laughs) 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 no offense, but I do not like rice milk. It leaves a weird mouthfeel. And that's some of the reviews. Yes, I'm using the term. I learned it from Food Network. (laughs) Um, Some of the reviews I've I've heard, Seth Kaberski especially, he said, like, I have to go buy a $6 Dasani now to get to try to wash this out of my mouth because it won't go away. And that is a problem with <laughs> rice milk, almond milk. Rice milk. I don't mind soy milk, actually. It's not so bad. But rice milk, especially, it coats. And, um, like, they're trying to cover it up with, like, six different fruit flavors. <laughs> but it I still know. leaves that feeling. Um, I'm going to try it. I actually think I like green milk better. I think it has more of, like, a tropical taste to it or... Um, yeah, I heard the green milk described as tangy. Yeah, I think I'll like that better because I like the night blossom. And I think that 
Um, I'm not a big fan of coconut milk, but in this context, I think it might help <laughs> because, <laughs> because of the rice milk has uh, no flavor, just a weird mouthfeel. I'm going to keep saying mouthfeel <laughs> until it gets weird. Um, it is weird. Okay, sorry. It was weird immediately. <laughs> well, you know, like when something coats the roof of your mouth, like uh, when you eat it, you bite into a Slim Jim and that the weird fat juice just goes right to the roof of your mouth. Is that just backpedal. It was weird from the start okay. <laughs> to say mouthfeel. All right. Well, if, if anyone knows what I'm talking about when you eat a, a Slim Jim and it goes squish and it sticks to the roof of your mouth for like 20 minutes, that's what I'm hearing for the blue milk and green milk. Oh, man. I've heard more people like the blue milk, so. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. Uh, personally, I would have gone with a milkshake and just dyed it blue. It seems like an easy win um, and then offered a vegan version as an alternative, which is what you know you normally do. Or like for people who can't have lactose, here's here's a backup version. But for the main version to be a milk alternative is, I wonder if they're going to get in trouble for calling it milk. That's what I wonder. Are they going to have to put an asterisk next to it or start putting it in quotes? Well, I mean, spell it as milk. It <laughs> rice, right? Rice and coconut milk, technically. Yeah, but if you look at the packaging for rice milk, soy milk, um, and other things. They have the words like the company I buy soy milk says silk really big. And then it says at the bottom, soy milk really small (laughs) because food packaging doesn't allow you to have a word be your main word if it's not contained in there. And the dairy companies have pushed back against anything calling it milk as the main ingredient when there's no milk in it. So blue (laughs) milk. It's going to be renamed to blue rice juice (laughs) before you know it. Now, of course, it's in films as milk, so they they can get away with it by calling it a trademark name. Of course. And I'm still going to say they're still looking for their butterbeer. Well, yeah. And this this could have been it. It just needed to be a blueberry milkshake. Done. (laughs) Yes. Something. I mean, butterbeer is not even that difficult. Yeah, I don't even. Too. I don't really like regular butterbeer. I like frozen butterbeer a lot. Regular butterbeer is just like well, I mean, cream soda with foam on top. Let's think about this for a second. What kind of milk tastes fruity? It's just weird. Well, when um, they did Star Wars weekends, um, which you know, rest in peace, they would do a <laughs> a blue milkshake that tastes like fruity pebbles milk. Like the 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 milk left over after a bowl of cereal, and people liked it. It was very yeah. sweet, but it was it, it didn't have a weird mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a milkshake. It people know what a milkshake is. It's intuitive. This looks like a milkshake. Then you take a sip and you're like, paste. Again, we have not tried these ourselves. Nope, not yet. And then also, I'm I'm still excited about the food. I'm a little less excited now that the um, I see that there's not much seating, so I'm I'm worried. I'm still going to run probably to Docking Bay Seven and get food first before I do a ride when I go here um, to the one in Florida anyway. Yeah, and I think the the food and prices prices might be different because California and Florida have different pricing, but the food seems a little expensive and a little underwhelming. As far as taste, everyone says it looks beautiful. Everything is Instagram worthy, but the actual taste, yep. it's like here's $17 for a giant chicken nugget and maybe it's not <laughs> worth it. 
Yeah, that's that's probably not worth it. Um, Some of it look, does look really good, though. I'm curious about a lot of it. Yeah, the breakfast uh, looks really good. The the platter uh, with like the the hash and the the little weird cylinder of egg. <laughs> um, yeah, that <laughs> that cylinder of egg so accurate. The um, <laughs> it's what it is. It's a puck. It's an egg puck. Um, and the only complaints I heard about that is like uh, someone's like uh, I watched Vincent Vision's video. Um, great video, by the way, if you want to see an overall experience of what it's like to go on uh, for one of these reservations, Vincent Vision on YouTube. Link in the description yeah, below. Um, and I'm only halfway through it, but it's like so fun to to watch him uh, get up at 4 a.m. and, and <laughs> be the first one there. <laughs> he's like he's like, where is everyone? Did I pick the wrong day? <laughs> but he had the breakfast, and and he said it. it wasn't what he was expecting because it had like uh, little bits of onions and mushrooms and things he doesn't like. And I'm sitting there going, that's awesome. Good yeah, for it sounds them. good. <laughs> yeah, good, good for them for taking a risk. But hopefully by the time it opens at Hollywood Studios, they don't, um, you know, change the menu too much to cater to broader tastes. Yeah, I hope they always ruin the good stuff because they, they try to dumb it down so more people buy it. But I like when they like I like Skipper's Canteen a lot. So did you ever eat the whole fish? No, I don't eat seafood, so no oh, fish okay. for me. Because that's a creepy. I, had the steak there. Like, it really I see good. it coming out to people's tables, and I'm like, oh, that's creepy. I don't, I don't, wouldn't know what to eat. What's bone and what's eatable? It's just a whole fish. So I just start yeah, cutting into it. <laughs> Looking right at you. <laughs> it's fried. It's deep fried. Do bones become edible when they're deep fried? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure what to eat. <laughs> no, um, I, I had the steak there. It was really good, and I like the I like the atmosphere in there. But anyway, yeah, I don't want them to dumb down stuff. And Pandora did a pretty good job of keeping it up. Um, they added a couple things and they took away, um, I think they took away fish, but they added shrimp. So I'm happy. <laughs> so I still want to yeah. try the the shrimp at uh, Docking Bay. I am sad <laughs> that Docking Bay 7 does You're have so fountain drinks, but they are not refillable by yourself. They, they, they're they handed to you from the server. You do not. Aww. Like at Pandora, there is the... And the logos on the menu are different, but because you can't see the fountains, you don't know. Like I was so expecting it to be like self-serve and they just put weird logos on the fountains. Um, but the cups are really cool. Like I think even Pandora just has the regular red Disney cups and they did special cups just for uh, Docking Bay 7. So that's cool. That is cool. I want to get in there. I want to get in there. I want to try all the food. I mean... I don't know. I haven't heard much, but I, I'm like we were saying before, I'm just super scared they're going to dumb it down. Well, and I'm bummed about the fountain drinks now. Well, you get the one. At least there's one. It's still <laughs> it's still more soda than if you were to buy the detonator bombs, which uh, already went up 50 cents from the first <sighs> uh, on the first day. They're five fifty <laughs> from the carts outside. They were four ninety nine in previews. So. Oh, man, <laughs> 13 and a half ounces, uh, five fifty. Meanwhile, inside Disneyland park, it's, um, four fifty for 20 ounces. So yeah, a dollar upcharge for less ounces, Ugh. but it's Just a cool a... ball. Yeah. Circular ball. Oh, and I the sporks. One of those. We have to talk about oh, yeah. the sporks. Those look awesome. They were in the 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 photos, the promo photos, and we're sitting there going like, is this going to be what they really serve you with? And they do. They do. It's awesome. They look so cool and fun. Uh, and they're being stolen at an incredible rate just a couple days in. Shocker. 
they had um they had it self-serve before on the first day and then second day they took away the like the the bin of them and now you're handed them one per entree that you get on your tray uh, because they're on ebay already they're 80 dollars on ebay for a spork yeah you might as well just sell them you want a um, butter beer there you go sell sporks i know why don't they sell the sporks uh forky space cousin so oh. <laughs> what's funny is i did see someone point out that they don't work for left-handed people because the spork is only on an angled side it isn't on the top so if yeah, you're left-handed you'd have to like bend your arm or eat from the back side <laughs> to be able to use it as a fork turn it over yeah it's doesn't i guess you can kind of crook your poor lefties you know, you'll Apparently. cater to the vegans, but you won't cater to left-handed people, Disney. <laughs> there no are more left-handed people, Star probably. <laughs> Not in Star Wars, apparently. Everybody's right-handed. <laughs> everyone's lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> and right-handed. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a very specific Man. galaxy far, far away. <laughs> but overall, the land looks amazing. Seeing, like, yeah. um, people's... Uh, photos and homegrown footage and not just like the professional drone footage it is it is a beautiful place oh there's like this um behind ogas there's this uh loading bay area and there's like marks all over the walls where vehicles had crashed like scraped the wall and it's like the most realistic thing that like while backing in to unload at a docking area it's (laughs) they've messed up because i was staying at the wilderness lodge and they let us take the the cart for our luggage ourselves instead of making that like bellhop person do it. And I kept crashing yeah. into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying really hard not to. And then walking throughout the hotel for our entire stay, I'm seeing lines all along the walls. And I'm like, I'm not the only one who crashes into these walls. Nope. These walls are littered. <laughs> and then seeing the photos in Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, that is so realistic. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the little things. Yeah. It really is, but still. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait just to walk around in there. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens when reservation time ends in a, a few weeks and how that will be different than the the smooth. Because I think a big part of it, too, is that you can make a reservation for the land before buying your ticket to Disneyland. So uh, I think they were um, half of the first window of time was empty like half the people that made reservations didn't show up to the first window because they just wanted to make a reservation in case they would go and then they didn't go and because they were checking id at the door you couldn't sell it on ebay and if you did any of those people that bought it couldn't get in (laughs) so (laughs) reservations were completely non-transferable and i think that helped so what we saw uh in the first couple days was a very limited um, and that's why the lines for it was 90 minutes for Millennium Falcon in the first window for, you know, the first group of people. But then it died down to half an hour. By the end of the windows, it'd be a five minute walk on. Um, and we might not have seen that walk on if um, and they were even letting people do rerides, which they weren't going to do if it was too busy. But because so little people showed up for the reservation time. So we'll see yeah, what happens in three weeks when it's actual free for all. Yep. Thunderdome just going to roll out the Thunderdome and you go fight your way in. It's going to be a preview, a sneak, a small sneak preview of what we can expect here at Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah, very small preview. <sighs> All right. Is that everything we got on there? Do we miss yes. anything? And, and despite the negativity, I honestly can't wait and I'm jealous of all y'all. <laughs> yep, I agree. I am so excited to get in there and try all this stuff myself and have my own opinion. 
I can't wait for Rise of the Resistance. Seriously, I I can't. This is all just a prelude. This is all a pre. This is the appetizer before the the main main course. <laughs> okay. So, questions? Yeah, we put out uh, listener questions, a call for listener questions on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, Facebook, if you want to join our group, is facebook.com slash groups slash theme park stop. Um, and on Twitter, just follow me, Alicia Stella. I usually put out the call just on my personal account. Yep. And people just didn't react. We got like no questions. Yeah, none at all. This will go, go <laughs> real fast. Just like two or three. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> if we right. don't get to your question, we're sorry. And we'll put out a call for other ones. Maybe we'll hang on to some of these for next time. But we'll try to zoom through as many as we can. Uh, Ian, you'll be reading from Facebook. I'll be reading from Twitter. All right. So Kevin, Kevin asks, uh, due to delays and soft opening of Hagrid's, what have you heard about the adjustments being made to make the ride more enjoyable? Well, that would be all you. That's a simple one. Yeah, I don't think any adjustments have been made to make the ride more enjoyable, but adjustments have been made to make the ride more rideable. (laughs) <laughs> we could be a couple days away from the walls coming down and team member previews starting later this week. So maybe by the time this airs, we will already have seen um, team member previews and hopefully soft opens will be happening soon. But I am excited because there were a lot of issues, but they resolved them very quickly. I'm impressed. So yeah, things so- are running smoothly. Finally. Uh, Jordan on Twitter asks, do you think Galaxy's Edge will encourage Disney to change their strict costume rules? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I hope so, though. In a a perfect world, yes, but no. I mean, even if they did just while you're in the land, you can wear the robes. I'd be fine. You know, you're coming from the hotel on a themed piece of transportation. You should be allowed to dress up. Yeah, it'd be weird wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt in a shuttle. Yeah, totally weird. Okay, your turn. Uh, okay, Cody. Cody says, "Howdy, my fiance and I were reminiscing about being evacuated off Fast and Furious Supercharged. So, have either of you been a, been stuck evacuated off a ride at Universal? Let's hear those stories. And I did ask if I could throw a Disney one in here, but go ahead, you can go first. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I said I responded with that one. What haven't I been evacuated off of? <laughs> I think one of the most interesting ones I've been evacuated off of was the Mummy." Uh, oh, I got stopped. Cool. It stopped because right, with that ride, if anything falls onto the track, it, it immediately stops. Mm-hmm. Um, like if someone loses a hat or a hair off your head falls. So I got stuck right after the backwards part before you rotate. It was neat being able to walk on some of the because there's always like an, a path or an evacuation path. But like it's almost like a catwalk through some of the old King Kong confrontation building um, oh, yeah, because yeah. you can see the old track on the roof. From like they just left it up there, uh, oh. huge sections of the confrontation um, track, and then also being exited out through uh, a backstage door, and then having to walk through backstage is always interesting to me. So that was fun. Yeah, I got stuck on the Seuss trolley train ride once. That was fun. They <laughs> just kind of slide you to the closest stairway and then give you a pass. But the interesting one I got stuck on was uh, I got evacuated off Everest, which oh, was super wow. fun. We got stuck right after the backwards part in that ride, too. And we had like three cast members come up and one of them just happened to be a tour guide. So we also got a tour of behind the scenes. So I saw (laughs) all the different colored structures inside and they're super strict about cameras and phones. They made sure everybody had them away and they were watching you the whole time. So I got a little backstage tour of uh, Everest and I got to see they actually pointed out. I saw the base that the uh, 
that the dude stands on that's all messed up. So, and you can see clearly once you're inside all the different colors for the different frames. It was really cool. Neat. I really enjoyed that one. Well, you got a free tour out of it. Yeah, that guy was awesome. JD's Outpost on Twitter asks, what new theme park experience are you most excited for in the coming years? The entire new park that Universal is making. <laughs> that seems like an easy answer. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, that I'm whole all... new theme park, you know. Yeah, and Galaxy's Edge. I'm stoked on that, too. I Like, Rise of the Resistance right now is, it might be my number one. Sorry, Hagrid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so new and different. I can't wait to go on that. That's a good call. I'll go with that too. I mean, but a new and, park. And then Hagrid the and then the new theme park and then the Jurassic Park coaster, like something like that. And then something Tron like coaster that. and then Guardians is in there somewhere. But there's a lot of new <laughs> stuff coming. <laughs> yeah. Bobby asks, Alicia and Ian, you are in charge of Fantastic Worlds and you can fill it with four properties of your choice. What would you fill it with? Oh man, this is an entire show. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole show. This is a whole name, show, Bobby. Name Bobby. one that isn't in the rumors. What what would be one that isn't rumored that you would want? You know what? I have, I just want my monsters. That's all I can think about when it comes but to that's, that land. That's already now. rumored. Yeah, but I, it's the only one I can think of because it's what I want the most. Uh, What do you want? I don't know. All my favorite stuff has been turned into rides already. That's not true. <laughs> I love Avatar and Jurassic Park and you know what? About, I, I want, what? I was going to say, how about a Godzilla area? I'll take that mm. with all the different monsters. Yeah. What do you mean? Meh. Get out, get Meh. out of here. I want a Rick and Morty ride. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> and, and like um, the whole land is just going from portal to portal, to different uh, dimensions. I don't know. I think, <clears throat> I think Bobby, I think this needs to be like a Patreon thing where we have somebody on and we all discuss what we want to do. Oh, a, I like that idea. That's a huge question, bud. I don't want to let right. you down, but I think we should do that. Randolph Finader asks, what do you <laughs> think the theme of Disney's fifth park should be? P.S. Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review should come back. Rest in peace. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. Marvel or villains. Either one of those. Even though the yeah. villains one is a long running rumor. <clears throat> but if they can yeah. get the right and do a Marvel park, I think that'd be worth a fifth gate for them. Yeah, maybe they actually do some good Marvel rides. Ooh, Spider-Man is a good. No, I'm D- Disney Spider-Man maybe not be. <laughs> no, no, that's not working out for them from what I'm, I what I'm talking about, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see because right now all of the Marvel rides from Disney is like res- reskins. So like Ant-Man is what, Buzz Lightyear and uh, Iron Man experience was uh, Star Tours and but Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy coaster is all new. Yes, but the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout was Tower of Terror. So, yeah, so far, cool. I really want to go on there. <clears throat> no, it looks great, but it'd be interesting to see them um, have to fill a whole theme park. You'd have to try a little harder. No offense. Yeah, I mean, um, those are both yeah. kind of low hanging fruit answers, but they seem obvious to me. That yeah, I would go with great. I would go with villains. I think the idea of uh, almost like a a dark version of uh, Magic Kingdom would be neat. Yeah, like a like twisted Magic still, Kingdom. You still have a future land. You still have an adventure land. You still have a fantasy <laughs> land, but it's, but it's all miserable. <laughs> it's all evil. <laughs> it's all miserable and <clears throat> like uh, roadwayery. <laughs> What's funny is the original Fantasyland rides already were kind of like the dark versions of all of them. It was Snow White's scary adventure, and it was so uh, good. <laughs> so, but yeah. 
All right, Chris. Chris asks, with all of the new lands having interactive games or features like the wands in Wizarding World and the Play app in Galaxy's Edge, what existing land do you think would benefit from some interactive upgrades? The Simpsons. <laughs> the Simpsons would, there'd be something fun they could do with that, I'm sure. 30 years worth of like material to dig through. Um, no, Pandora. Somehow Pandora, where you do oh, something yeah. and creatures come out, would be nice. Oh, Some right. kind of like, um, uh, 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 I don't know, like a device or something where you're trying to catalog creatures. And or then, even, uh, even like a thermal thing on your phone. So when you like. Oh, uh, where you like augmented reality through your phone. Yeah. You can only see the creatures hiding in the bushes through your phone. Yeah, yeah no, I want to see animatronics pop out like um, like Epcot World Showcase uh, Agent P thing. Both. I can have both. Don't hate. Uh, if they build a Pokemon land uh, and they don't have a Pokedex and Pokemon are hiding in all the windows, then they have missed out. Seriously. <laughs> all right. Because I will pay $50 for a Pokedex and I've never even played a Pokemon <laughs> game in my life. <laughs> Green Goblin MCU asks, will the Jurassic Coaster be the last major new ride at Studios and Islands of Adventure before the new park opens? Hmm. Mm. That I don't know. Probably. Probably because they're going to need all the construction workers that are busy right now from everywhere. I mean, we'll have smaller things, I'm sure. And th there might be a show or two in between. But I think just like when Islands of Adventure opened, I think we'll see a new ride open at the studios immediately following, like the year after, like Men in Black did. Yeah. But yeah, probably. I think that would make sense. They're going to have a lot of work on their hands. Well, you never know. Uh, all right. Nina. The Troublemaker. What's one closed ride at Disney slash Universal you wish would come back and one ride you wish would leave? Stitch can go. Stitch, can Stitch go. is gone. Yep. I'm happy about it. Stitch can go. Stitch I'm is happy. already gone. Oh, you know what else? Oh, no. I kind of want that revamped. Not necessarily gone. What? Uh, I was going to say um, the, the Speedway. They need to oh, do yeah. a lot of love to that thing. What do you think can go? Fear Factor oh, Live Fear Factor can Live go. Can definitely go. And you bring back the wild, wild, wild west stunt show. How about that? Two birds, <laughs> one stone. Same theater. It's already built. Bring it back. Just get rid of get rid of the theater and put rebuild Jaws. No. <laughs> yes. I'd rather have the Wild West show than Jaws. That's how weird I am. The Wild West, the Wild West show can go where Bourne is going. I want um I want the Hitchcock, the art of making movies to come back, oh. the full version, not the short version at the end. So good. I miss that attraction so much. And I guess Horizons. I'll say Horizons. Sure. Oh, you got called out for that one. People think I'm obsessed with Horizons, but I actually liked World of Motion just as much. I think it was the one-two punch of doing one and then doing the other that, that really was satisfying in Future World. I'm totally with you on that. I couldn't pick a favorite out of the two of them. No way. They're yeah. too fun. They're they're both, yeah, they're both they're, they're opposite sides of the same coin, if you ask me. Yep, lots of nostalgia for me. I like those two. At Bearded Bat Sheet. <laughs> <laughs> at Bearded like Bat Chief asks, with the current secrecy culture at Universal, with not revealing anything in regards to new rides and what the clearly visible construction is for, do you think this will expand to the announcement of the new park? Meaning, will they announce their plans or just go about building it without saying anything? Seems like they're in a mode of pretending nothing is happening, even though something clearly is. Disregard then, the giant cleared land that we own. <laughs> and then I also uh, will say Mac Clark, 
the Mac machine asks, when do you expect Universal to announce their fourth theme park or will they just wait until three months before opening to say anything? So, cause it's kind of the same question. I'd say, um, yeah, that second yes. one. No, well with parks, they tend to actually announce them a couple years in advance. Um, even Volcano Bay, they announced, was it a couple of years or was it, it was at least a year and a half in advance. It was at least a year and a half, but it was still, it, it was still on par with what they do is just a bigger scale. Cause it's a whole park, not just a ride. Yeah. And they still had most of it done. It, well, <laughs> so. and it wasn't most, most of it done. They, they hadn't started the volcano yet when they announced and they showed us a really? the first pieces of concept art. We knew it was a volcano before they built the volcano. It was amazing. It only it took them a year up. to build the volcano, which is impressive. But so I think two years out, a uh, year and a half at the the least, at least, because I think they'll they'll wait until they've already started construction, but they won't wait too far into it, I think. So like in 2021, right around the 50th anniversary for Disney, it's like, hey, look, we got a new theme park we're building. Perfect. Jack asks, do you think Fear Factor Live will go anywhere in the near future or is it safe because of the new projects? I think there was a curse. That was placed upon Universal <laughs> Studios Florida that will not allow Kid Zone or Fear Factor Live to ever be removed because they try and they try, but they, they even put up work walls around Kid Zone. They get rid of Bill and Ted for that theater, but they both still live on forever. Just drop a match by accident. A little close, a little too close. See what happens. <laughs> it's the tiki room under new management. Oops, the Iago animatronic just burst into flames. I guess we'll have to remove it. <laughs> yeah, no idea what happened there. Keith Aldridge wants to know, does Universal have the ability to expand Marvel Superhero Island? Would love to see more. Yes. Yes, they do. They do. Uh, Sydney asks, with the new Universal Park coming, could we possibly see a coaster similar to Dueling Dragons? I miss that coaster. For those who enjoyed the ride, which dragon was your favorite, fire or ice? Fire. Fire. Yeah, fire. Fire and had more, more fire. negative Gs. The negative, yeah, negative Gs. More floaty. I like floaty. Yeah, and you get to you get to for the the old people, you get to do Beavis. Fire. Sorry. Yeah, how um, old are yeah. we? <laughs> fire. fire. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, so I can do it. Um. um uh, and then as far as a dueling coaster, I don't think we will ever see one of those at Universal Parks ever again. Nope. Not with all I the mean, stuff that happened. There's technically still one in Singapore based on Battlestar Galactica, but they're two different kinds. Like it's a suspended and it's a sitting coaster. And they mm. don't really, they don't have like near misses so much as they kind of go next to each other. And they, they do go over each other a couple of times. But with the problem that we had with dueling dragons and the injury, there's no way they'll build another one on purpose. Sadly. That's why we can't have nice things. I wouldn't mind a suspended coaster, though. I like Montu at Busch Gardens. I, I like suspended coasters, so. Oh, yeah, they don't a... have one now, do they? No. Unless you count Toronto on flyers. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Keep moving forward. Wants to know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Three months will separate openings of Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Food, merch, and entertainment will change at Disneyland. From what you have heard and seen from the media and social media coverage, what do you think Disney's Hollywood Studios will see when it opens and never see from the Disneyland opening? We will never see light crowds. <laughs> and we will Probably see not gonna see a reservation oceans. system. We will see oceans of people. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna change much by the time it gets to Walt Disney World. We will not see smiles, we will see anger and screaming in the sun. <laughs> you will see melting people uh 
yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to change anything that quickly. There'll be price changes, I think. That'll be um and people will be like, "Ha, huh, it's a dollar yeah. cheaper here," but that's just the local economy type of thing. Yeah, of course. I, I don't know. But I, I don't think anything else is going to change in that time period between I mean, the two. Yeah, the openings will be very different. But other than that, the the lands seem pretty <laughs> identical. Of course, I'd like to see uh, a second mission added to Smuggler's Run, maybe have it randomized. But I have a feeling it might be a year before we see an extra mission added. All right. My turn. Yes. Okay. Eli asks, thoughts on the Wreck-It Ralph maybe taking over Stitch's Great Escape? The Wreck-It Ralph. Hmm. Uh, so I'm okay with Wreck-It Ralph being in that area, even though it's not really Future World. But I wish there was a way for them to do something other than the theaters that the building is built around. Besides demolish <laughs> the whole building and start over. But I was uh, going to say, are they load-bearing theaters? <laughs> like, well, those build the buildings, those theaters were built specifically. The building is designed around the theaters. So yeah, mission to the moon, mission to Mars, yep. alien mission encounter, Stitch's great escape, wreck it. Ralph. That's why the theaters. That's why the theaters don't change. I wish they would just do something. I, I would rather see them do something and change out the theater instead of continually trying to retrofit stuff in there. Generally, I don't know if I believe Wreck It Ralph is actually what's going to go in there. I. I'm not sure what's going to go in there. I think it's possible they just, like you say, like maybe they, maybe instead of gutting it, they just put a new floor over the seats and <laughs> make a new, <laughs> like build on the bones of it, like a burial ground of the old theaters uh, and just Tell turn me. it into a uh, like fairy tale, what is it called? Uh, Princess Hall in Fantasyland. <laughs> I think they're just going to put like, here's, you can meet the Incredibles and you can meet Stitch. It's in, it's just Tron, like, Tron, Tron meet and greet. <laughs> As long as Clue is in there, I said his name. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> the CG face I, of the actor. Um, I would, I would rather see Wreck-It Ralph go to the speedway in the form of Sugar right. Rush with electric cars. It needs That's a bigger footprint. I don't want to see any kind of VR, AR, screen-based. Everyone gets a controller. I don't know what the rumor is now. It's it's wacky. It's just a wacky rumor, and I don't know if it's true or not. But I'm okay with them doing something in there. Stitches. It was never good, even though I like Stitch. Hey, my chili dog. Ah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, nothing man. like making a ride less scary by making it more pitch black darkness. <laughs> and disgusting. Unknown Gino wants to know, what is a guilty pleasure at theme parks for you? I like really odd theming on show buildings, like how Transformers is an awkward nest building with optimus prime <laughs> on top love the show thank you it's not wrong yeah that is it is odd it is just a big box with like semi-themed decoration and then just a giant optimus prime that's very realistic on top <laughs> he's like uh always pointing um well guilty pleasure i'd say pizza rizzo <laughs> i love how it's almost themed to the muppets <laughs> man <laughs> I love how it's almost food. It's, it's something about it almost being good is is what I love about it. It's just it, it, it misses the mark so close. It's so close. It's almost there. If and it the had an anima- if it had an animatronic Fozzie the bear like up upstairs telling jokes, it could have been amazing. But because it doesn't, I like it better. 
<laughs> I like that it's not quite there yet. I like that the pizza is not even fully cooked. It's rubbery. I love it. <laughs> so gross. Everything's wrong about it, and that's what makes it so right for gross. me. So gross. Um, I like I like I like finding all the little details all over the park. And I also, whenever I go to Universal, I have to go to Mythos. I like being inside that building. I like I like the food. Yeah, but that's not though. a guilty pleasure. That's just a pleasure. That's actually good. It's a real pleasure. Yeah, I don't have a guilty pleasure like Pizza Rizzo because I don't like horrible things. Is there any awful ride or show that you really like? No, because I go pretty much all of them. I don't do shows. I don't like shows. I don't really have one. I do anything in there. Okay. I mean, Um, to be honest, though, what exactly is a guilty pleasure in a theme park? You're supposed to have fun in them. So even if it is a guilty pleasure, it's really not guilty. Liking Stitch's Great Escape would probably be there. No. Guilty pleasure. If anyone did actually like... Such a great escape. Okay, uh, my turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter asks, "Do you think there will be any chance of Universal bringing back classic rides to the park with a new twist?" Well, the new twist is that it would be a completely different ride. King Kong came back, totally different experience, but they brought him back, so something well, to that effect, maybe. Yeah, well, to be fair, I mean, even the original rides in the park were just a uh, new twist on the tour, the tram yeah. tour yeah. in California. So I, I would say definitely, I would say anything is possible, especially universal. They do that a lot. It seems a uh, roller coaster. That's like rock and roller coaster for back to the future with like cutouts of Hill Valley and stuff um, going into the, like the clock tower and uh, neon stuff and the different time periods would be awesome. And it would be like, Hey, we brought back back to the future, but it would be not anything like the original. Like that's what I see. Not that in particular, but I'm just saying as an example, like, you know, they took confrontation was a very real experience and they made it a screen ride. So, you know, maybe they take a screen ride and they make it a real experience. Like uh, it would be so different that it wouldn't even be comparable. Yeah. But it's still, that's the same thing. A new twist. I mean, all the, if there was like a roller I coaster said, where you sit in a long DeLorean and you hear the Back to the Future theme going through Hill Valley and uh, the Old West and the future, uh, it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be. And I'd be I'd, I'd camp out for that ride, especially so, if it was like if it slowed down and instead of like you went through an actual built set of some of it. Now I'd like be fine with the flats like Rock and Roller Coaster. No, nope. as long nope, as I, I want to see some I want to see some Hill Valley. <clears throat> All right, what do you got? Tommy Macklin wants to know, do you think that Disney will bring back Soarin' over California to Epcot soon after Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios? Two question marks. Uh, I I want it to happen. (laughs) I I hope so. I think they'll do something else. They got like to pull people. um, Well, first of all, I think Illuminations is ending that night. So they have a new show starting at Epcot uh, to pull people away from Galaxy's Edge. Like altogether, a new nighttime show, Epcot Forever, which will include nods to former attractions and robot butlers. So, <laughs> so like they they don't need it there, but maybe one of the other parks will do something crazy and bring back something that maybe Stitch's Great Escape will come back. Oh. You mentioned Alien Encounter, and like that's why Stitch was being ripped out is that they're retrofitting and putting Alien Encounter in there for. One month only when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens. That would be crazy. Do you, do you know how popular that would be? For all the people that were scared, there was two people that loved it. Right. And if, I thought uh, it was hilarious. If they said, hey, um, we know Galaxy's Edge is opening, but also Alien Encounter for three weeks only, that there'd be a line around the whole park. 
Oh, yeah. Especially if you put a xenomorph in there instead. Magic podcast, make it happen. (laughs) This could be true. All right. Jude wants to know, what do you think all the Florida-based vloggers will do when Galaxy's Edge opens in August? Still think it's heaven heaven to appease Lord Iger or just say, oh, I covered this before. I think the coverage for Hollywood Studios version is going to be, look at this madhouse. (laughs) like the coverage for this one is hey look at this cool ride hey look at the bar look at dj rex look at this food i don't really like this the milk so much and the other one's (laughs) gonna be oh my god i can't believe you waited six days in a tent (laughs) that's i think they'll be i think somebody will be be in there comparing and contrasting as well but yeah definitely a tent there'll be somebody going i've been in this tent for six days bring water (laughs) yeah it's 108 degrees outside i don't care what language is on the bottle (laughs) i run out of twitter questions so now i'm i'm co-opting your i'm stealing your Facebook questions allison is next allison wants to know if you could choose to be one magical creature which would it be examples unicorn cheshire cat liger allison ligers are real Ligers are a real thing. They're 12 foot long, crazy, huge lion tigers, and they exist. Yeah, they do now. They do now. Oh, were they, were they, they can't, they can't procreate though. You know that, right? Well, how are they made? Are they test tube babies? No, they're like, I'm saying once you make a liger, they can't make another liger. You have to actually physically get the two animals to mate, to make one. But they, I don't think, I think they're sterile when they're born. Anyway, that's some science, I guess. Well, I welcome to Liger Talk. Today's topic, procreation of tigers. Imagination. And um, okay, well, what do you got for an answer? She wants me to say unicorn. That's why she put it first. I know it. <laughs> well, you can have more than one. How's that? Because I don't Magical have just one. Creature. I don't know. Griffins are pretty cool. They get to be lions that fly. Griffins. There's dragons and you pick a griffin? I don't know. I like kitty cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, Chernabog specifically. Oh my god, the giant tall devil dude, giant demon, giant demon that controls the undead and spirits of things flying around. Yes, thank you. Why is that not awesome? Maybe a werewolf, we can do that. Uh, the problem with these creatures is people are always going to want to kill you. Like, if I was a dragon, there'd be there'd be a line of knights trying to slay me. There's good dragons, didn't you see? Never ending story. Or Peach Dragon, where they tried to capture Peach it. Peach Dragon. Yeah, Dragons you have, have nothing but trouble. You don't have to be evil. There's nothing wrong with Falcor. Doesn't matter. Look at look at There's how to train your dragon. They weren't they weren't evil, but they were still. No one's trying, trying to kill, to kill Falcor. Who's trying to kill Falcor? That's that's a dog. That is a flying awesome dog. That is not a dragon. <laughs> that is a dragon. He's a luck dragon. He says it himself. He See the nonsense you started, Allison? <laughs> cute puppy that flies. Who's gonna kill me anyway from Chernabog? Giant demon. No, All those no, things can't. flying around. Can't be killed, nah, nobody's no. killing me. Nope. No. Maybe Mickey Mouse with his special hat. No, that's not going to happen. I have other answers, but that's enough, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking dragons are not all bad. Anyway, uh, Casey asks, what's the deal with Warner Brothers and Fantastic Worlds? Do they block the or did they block the name? What did that whole process start and like? Do you think we will see any updates at USF IOA to keep from the new park cannibalizing the old ones? Yeah, that's two questions. And we already answered that second one. We did. Yeah, they're 
they'll probably open something a year after. Um, we only know what we know from the, um, I don't know what they call it. I forgot. It's not, it's not an injunction. It's a, it's a counter. I don't know. They, they blocked it. They tried to block the trademark fantastic worlds from going through. And usually companies do this, uh, for money. <laughs> they, they make an argument um even if it's a weak argument and they say like this is dangerously close to our trademark and we are really concerned that other people will confuse your brand with our brand and then the other company goes but do you like money and then the first company goes we do and we now take back our counter argument and we do not believe there will be any confusion thank you for the money and i think that's what happened well, and also in real life, considering I have to, in the nonprofit, I, I, I do a lot of design work and I know what it's like. If you have a copyright, you have to legally fight for it or they can take it from you. So yeah. it might be something they have to do legally just to bring it up and then be like, just pay us. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, the, yeah, the fact that when it came time, they got an extension, but when it came time for them to file for another extension or to make their case to actually explain uh, legally, like why they believed Universal should not have the rights to this word, um, this this tr this trademark, they did not have an answer. So either they were bluffing, or they were uh, they came to a, an agreement outside of the realm of the legal system. Yep, you're next, Rob. Oh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm next. Oh, yeah. Rob asks, when do you think they'll open Rise the Resistance on both coasts? That's all you. I have no idea. December. <laughs> Whenever it's not broken anymore. December. I'm going to say December because they said it will open later this year. And that's the latest part of this year. And that's if it opens call, any actually. sooner, I'll be pleasantly surprised. So I'm, I'm putting it as oh. far away as possible. Maybe when the new movie comes out. And if it opens any sooner, I'll be very happy. Oh, this question is kind of something that we touched on today. Francisco. With the new Men in Black movie coming out, what are the chances that the old ride might get an overhaul, makeover, remake? Also to update the surrounding area and ride to be more relevant to the new story. And how do you think it should be updated given that it's nearly 20 years old and has seen little to no change or improvements during that time? I am going to say basically this would depend on a box office. And I would ride. say, then it's not going to change. <laughs> I would say if it does, I'll make a lot of money. It's probably going to change a little bit. It's not going to make a lot of money. The movie does not look good. No offense to all of the amazing it's, elements of the movie. Because I think they got a Thor lot right. And, Valkyrie. and yet Thor somehow and Valkyrie. it falls flat for me. I'm stoked on it. I'm yeah, see it. I don't know. You be quiet. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I do take I do take issue with that last sentence, though. In the this year alone, they have made a tremendous amount of improvements to that ride, and they've brought back and added new effects. Uh, they brought back a ton of the aliens that hadn't been working for years. Some I haven't seen in like a decade are back and working again. Um, I think the only thing they really need to do now is update the the, the screen. No, I think they need to. I the, think the shooting and the targeting could could come around next if they're going to update it. The it's still pretty good though. Oh my god! I went on the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> that thing does not work. It doesn't work. Nope. It's terrible. It is awful beyond oh. all comprehension. I think the Disney Disneyland version is better. Uh, I'm told, but oh my god, it's terrible. 
And yeah, I the targeting the, system I met in Black is still pretty good. And it's, it's still old, as long unless you get a gun that's not working. But most of the time, I yeah. I have perfect guns, and the aim is exactly on. Oh, not only was the aim on mine off, but and holding the button hurts like heck on the Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> it really, really hurt my thumb. Um, but it only worked half the time. But it made the noise every time, so it makes pretend like it's pew 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 pew. But I put my uh, my hand in front of the laser. It's only working half the time. Oh, it lied to you. It made me so angry. And not like work, not work, work, not work. Like work, 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 <laughs> not work, not work, not work, 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 work. It's like driving me insane. So anyway, the the part where they're scanning the other car and you see the aliens on the screen, that screen needs to be updated. Otherwise, yeah, it is perfect right now. It has never been this good. They even well, updated the queue and repainted stuff. They've replaced the screen, the big screen. Like they've been updating it. Um, and maybe, you know, they want to look as good as it can for the new movie coming out. But uh, unless the movie makes a billion dollars, um, I'm saying it right now, yeah, a billion dollars, they're not yeah, going to replace probably. Will Smith because that's it's better to be timeless. You know, they wouldn't redo Jurassic Park into Jurassic World if it didn't make a billion dollars, which it did. Dan wants to know, why wouldn't Universal keep Jurassic Park at IOA and build Jurassic World at Fantastic Worlds? That's what I'm saying. Because Sorry. that's too much Jurassics. <laughs> There's no such thing as too much Jurassics. Yeah. I mean, that's how Disney would say would, about Toy Story. <laughs> I would have rather seen like a flushed out version of Jurassic World in the new park. But I don't know. Whatever. Now, seeing that uh, rumors are coming out that Beijing's Jurassic World ride is a Spider-Man clone, or at least the ride vehicle is. I don't know if the ride is screen based or not. Uh, kind of disappointing if it's not a gyrosphere or a jeep tour or something new like i don't care i i it, yeah. it, i'd rather just keep the boat ride i don't know if we need another especially our resort doesn't need a third transformer spider-man well, ride vehicle well that's that's what i was saying if they did a fully flushed out jurassic world not just like copying rides and bringing them over but doing yeah. something that was actually worthy i think in the new park that's what i was hoping for but yeah no beijing is gonna look like Jurassic World, but I don't know if the rides are going to live up to what would be in my brain. So I don't think it would have been worth it. Um, and also, I just they, I guess their thinking is to answer the actual question: We got dinosaurs over here. Why do we need dinosaurs over there? That's it. It's just that simple. <laughs> because dinosaurs. That's it's the already, simple answer. It's already yeah. the biggest landed islands of adventure. Because dinosaurs. Yeah, it's a, it's a good counterpoint. It's, it's a good counterpoint. Okay. Uh, Christian asks, what's up, Christian? What's the best theme park story, good or bad, you have to tell? You can go ahead first. Oh, well, thanks. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell a story. Um, yeah. I was working at Universal Studios Florida, early 2000s, and they closed off the entire New York Main Street area, built walls with plywood, put in giant waterproof tarps, filled it up with water about six feet tall, <clears throat> and then filmed so it looked like they had flooded all of New York, a music video for Creed. <laughs> and um, seemed worth it. <clears throat> it was flooded for like weeks during Halloween Horror Nights. So the, the traffic flow for what would normally be the biggest scare zone had to be rerouted through the side street over by the lagoon. Uh, it was complete madness. But I remember one day after work walking through the park and seeing, um, I want to say Scott Stapp. Is that a thing? Did I just name that yeah. right? Oh, my yeah, God. You got it. 
I saw him. And then I saw him again, lead singer of Creed. There was two of them. Turns out it was his lookalike because they were filming a part where he pulls himself out of the water into a little boat. Uh, and if I don't even know what song this is, but um, I'm sure y'all uh, Creed fans out there remember it and know exactly what I'm talking about. And it was really neat to see them film that scene. And then later that night, a giant crane holding a bunch of lights fell into the water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they also replaced all the glass in the front of Mel's diner with a breakaway glass and blew it out with air fans. So like while the guitarist is playing this crazy guitar riff, the Mel's diner glass shoots out of the building. Um, it was really cool to just go to work day after day and be like, wow, this is a huge production. They're spending millions of dollars for a four minute music video. Insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I like I have lots of stories. I'll go with the short one. Uh, we went on Jingle Cruise and Tara sat in the very front and she had never been on the Jungle Cruise in any form before. And she sat on the magic square and she laughed so hard that she messed up the skipper and they ended up laughing at each other. And it was amazing because everybody else on the boat was quiet and the three of us <laughs> were cracking up. It was amazing. So fun. That's true Disney magic memory right there. Yeah. I, uh, we, and if you want to know where I get my my sarcasm and smart assery from, it's from my family. We went to the land pavilion once when I was a kid with uh, two of my cousins and my aunt and uncle. They had a squared off piece of, whoa, what's up, Opal? Squared off piece of the carpet up on the upstairs portion after you come in the doors, and we circled it so you couldn't see in, and we started oohing and on, and people would stop and look to see what we were looking at, but there's nothing in there. <laughs> and that's where I get all my smartassery and sarcasm from. So yeah, I got a few nice little short ones. And our last question comes from Nicholas, who wants to know who took Buzzy. <laughs> I did. Um, Just kidding. It's probably Backdoor Disney's friend. <laughs> because the, he posted a screenshot of a message, a private message, I think, from someone who had Buzzy's head. Um. So uh, he might have stolen Buzzy's gloves and clothes or whatever, but someone else stole Buzzy and took his head off or at least stole his head, or he's been scrapped for parts. I don't know. There's a whole black market. He was going to release a documentary on YouTube about the Disney black market because he had stolen clothes and wigs from the Haunted Mansion that were the backups they swap out when they wash the, the ones that the dancers are wearing. And if you really read the police report, it's hilarious because he documented everything and they used the documented evidence against him because he had documented his own evidence of his own theft yeah i heard i, I heard it's actually in a hilarious police police report i haven't um, just sat down to read it yet but i heard it's great and you know i but there but he did post a picture that looked like a screenshot that someone had sent him a photo of buzzy's head so as much as i wanted to believe that the archives the disney archives got to it and you know freed him before more than just his gloves and clothes were stolen it looks to me like maybe someone stole him and it says in the police report that he was stolen. They just don't know who yet. And we'll probably find out eventually. <sighs> Save Buzzy. I mean, someone paid him 30000 or several people paid him $30,000 on PayPal. So it might have been him and his friend or his cousin. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So as much as I was hoping we'd see Buzzy show up at the Guardian's queue, um, <laughs> it, it appears that he has been sent to a chop shop and uh, sold for parts. Bye, Buzzy. Miss now, you. if if you have seen Buzzy's head, 
be sure to call Orange County Police Department. <laughs> or me. I'll take it. No, I'll that's hide the it. Whole... Nobody will find it. Do you have a PayPal account? <laughs> yes, I do. And a Venmo and a lot of other things, too. That's going to do it for this episode. I wonder if I cut out any of the questions. If I did, I'm sorry. Maybe we'll get to them next time or you can re-ask them when I ask again. But if we left them all in, I hope you enjoyed this 90-minute episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I cut out yet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I cut out yet, but I hope you enjoyed what I left in. (laughs) Um, Remember, you can catch us on Patreon, patreon.com slash theme park stop. I just got a huge shipment. (laughs) <laughs> it's got a huge shipment of oh, of new man. buttons, new theme park stop oh, buttons. Man. So oh, yeah. uh five dollars or more patrons get a get sent a button. Even if you join just for one month, you'll get your button, then you can cancel. But don't cancel because we're posting all kinds of cool rumors and exclusive podcasts uh and other stuff that uh, only Patreon members get. Patreon.com slash theme park stop and don't forget to check out etcent.com slash parkstop. You know, saving 15% off a candle that smells like the E.T. ride. I know it sounds silly, but it's quite awesome, actually. Or soap so you can torment your friends. Smell this. Still my favorite idea. (laughs) Does my hand smell like the E.T. ride to you? (laughs) Yeah, start acting like it smells weird. Does this smell funny to you? (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Does this smell like Botanicus? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Does this smell like Boggy Botanicus? Baki Botanicus should be the name of a shampoo. <laughs> Keep oh, your hair man. fresh smelling with Boggy Botanicus. Be here all week, kids. Enjoy Galaxy's <laughs> Edge if you have a reservation. And if you don't, um, enjoy the crowds. <laughs> the camp out. The camp. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many more months have we got? We got June, July. Oh, just three? less than three months. Less than three months. And I'll be waiting in a line. I'm going to bring deodorant for as many people around me as I can. (laughs) Is it going to smell like (laughs) E.T.? Would anyone like some deodorant? It's boggy botanic scent. (laughs) I know it's swampy out here and it smells like B.O. Would you like to smell like fog and pine? (laughs) It would still be a vast improvement, I'm sure. It would be. Yeah, That's funny. All right, guys. Bye. See ya. Don't push that button again. (laughs) Oh, man.